Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Swerve Into The Lane. Each week I will bring in a new guest in which we will touch on various topics from entertainment, politics, personal life, whatever you name it. Please like, subscribe, and share. Feel free to DM any topics, questions, or feedback. All are appreciated. Welcome, guys. Thank you for tuning in to another week of Swerve Into The Lane with Britain Gang. This week's episode is a special episode to me because I have my number one supporter, one of my favorite people, and basically I wouldn't be here if it was not for her. So I have my mother on. Hello. So yes, this week, Mom Dukes is in the building. And we're going to have a nice and interesting conversation. I ain't going to be raunchy like I usually am on the other episodes. But this one is going to be a good conversation. So I hope you guys enjoy it. We're going to touch on this week's current events, which is everyone's favorite topic, the STEMI. Give me the money. Yes, give me the money. Oh, first off, I want to also start off by saying Happy New Year's. Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Holidays in general. I hope everybody enjoyed their holidays, and I hope y'all ready to push forward in 2021. So, the STEMI. As you can see, we've been battling because they started off saying that we was going to get 600. Then they switched it to, they're fighting for 2,000, but of course the 600 got granted. How are you feeling about this, Mom? Well... Um, not everyone is going to get that money because it goes according to um, amount of money that's made per household. Yeah, I was told if it's under and, seventy-five thousand, I believe. Yeah, yeah, seventy-five thousand um, and under, you can get it. If you make more than that, you're not getting it. That's so um, they did start off. Uh, saying the 600, then they wanted the 2000. They were pushing for it. The 2000 got denied partially. Um, the 600 got approved. Those checks actually started going out last week. So some people already got theirs direct yeah, deposited. Some paper checks are going out. So those people that get paper checks will get theirs. I think those start going out this week. But you know, Congress is still fighting to yeah, get the two thousand. Now, I'm not sure if the ones that already get the six hundred will end up getting the difference between the six hundred and the two thousand, or are they gonna still give the two thousand? I'm assuming that if you got six hundred and they approved the two thousand, you'll, you'll just get, get the, the difference. Right. How are you feeling about that though? Because like for me, when I first heard about that, um, them possibly giving us six hundred, it really pissed me off because it's like the audacity. Like you have so many people that's losing jobs. You have people who have to quit their jobs because they no longer have childcare. Mm -hmm. Like it's they're just being so inconsiderate, and it's just 
it's like, what the fuck, America? Like, sorry, Ma, I didn't mean to curse. No, but that's okay. It's like, yo, what in the hell? Like, they're just so inconsiderate. It's, it's, it, it pisses me off. Well, know? I understand the frustration there because you do have a lot of people that will be getting that money that shouldn't be getting that money. And the ones that really need the money, they're going to get a hard time getting the money. And, um, yes, you are correct. There are a lot of people out there that have lost their jobs, that had to take time off from their jobs because they no longer have childcare and they can't afford to pay their bills. They can't afford to pay their rent. They can't afford to pay for childcare. They can't afford to buy groceries. And you have some that lie across the board that will end up getting it and just do ridiculous Dumb stuff with crap. it. Like, instead of paying your bill, you want to go out there and buy a $600 bag, you know, or $600 pair of shoes or a $600 belt. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Pay your bills with it so that when all of this is said and done, you're not in the rut because you will have people that will spend all that money and don't pay their bills, don't pay their rent. And when the eviction notice expires, which I think it should have expired December 31st, and they were looking to extend that, they were looking to extend that because we're into the second wave. But um, I think now it's up to March. They're, they're going to extend it to March. But that's but even messed up. because You still like, have you to pay that out. back rent. Right, but it's just so messed up. Like, you have so many people that are suffering from this damn pandemic, and then y'all have the nerve to try and evict them. How are you going to evict them when they don't got no job? They don't got no way to pay their bills. Like, you're going to evict them and put them on the street. So now you're going to not only increase the amount of homeless people you have, you're going to, the freaking unemployment numbers are through the roof. So now you're Mm going to be having unemployment. You're going to increase the people who have to get public assistance. Like, Mm -hmm. you, it's just, everybody's suffering. And it's, I feel like the freaking government don't give a damn about anybody suffering. Well, no, they don't. Um, and it's not like the money's coming out their pocket. All they got to do is go to the reserve and print up cash. That's it. Just print it and send it out. It's not like they have to go into a vault and get this or get that. All this money that they're talking about, all they got to do is print it and send it. And that's that. Yes. People are having hard times. People will get evicted. Even though you cannot force a person to become homeless, it will have to go to court and it'll be tied up in court because there will be so many mm-hmm. cases yes. in court for it that the majority of um, landlords, they're going to get frustrated. Yeah. Because they're not, it's not going to be an easy road for them to get these people out. And then you're going to end up with an abundance of people on public assistance. Mm-hmm. Um and then you're going to have people that, like for me personally, I'm a homeowner. Um, people are not going to want to take the programs. They're not going to want to take vouchers. They're going to want yeah, straight they, up they cash. They cash. need their revenue. Right. You know, because at the end of the day, when you're a homeowner, 
That mortgage still got to be paid, whether your tenant's paying it or not, the mortgage still has to be paid. That light and gas still has to be paid. That water bill has to be paid. That property tax has to be paid. Mm -hmm. Your sanitation stuff has to be paid. You know, all of that stuff still has to be paid. Whether your tenant is giving it to you or not, you as the homeowner have to make sure that that stuff is paid. Otherwise, your house ends up in foreclosure and you lose your house, you lose everything. Mm. So it's going to be another, I I think this year it's not going to be as bad as last year, but it's going to take some time to make some headway and get out of the rut that we're already in. This is, it's just so sad. It's so damn sad. It's like, what happened? You were low. Oh, Sorry, yeah. No, I'm this is really sad to me that everyone is just suffering throughout the world and it's just like it makes you wonder like it makes me afraid for the future. I'm not even gonna hold you. It makes me very afraid for the future because at one point in my life I was looking like, okay, maybe I wanna get a house of my own. But now like hell no, I'd rather just rent because look what's going on. Mm-hmm. And you don't know if it's going to get any worse. You don't know when it's going to get better. So it just, it makes me afraid for the future. Like, I'm now I feel like I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. Like, do I continue renting or do I buy a house? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times they say when you're renting, you end up spending more money than you would purchasing a home. You do. Oh, man. that's You do. That is nuts. That That is really nuts. You do. Only because if you calculate how much money you pay in rent per year. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then some be raising a rent and, every year. Yeah, and then if your um, landlord gives you a one-year lease or a two-year lease. So you tally how much you pay in rent per year. If you have to pay light and gas, you tally that in. That's part of it. Mm-hmm. Um and then you tally in all your other expenses. expenses and you you come up with that figure but the main the main one that you look at as far as being a home well no I can't even say the main thing because all of that comes into play you tally that up and see how much you spend per year in paying just just if you just want to see how much you pay per year in rent mm-hmm. tally up your rent and tally up your light and gas mm. for a year. You would end up paying more in rent than you would if you paid mortgage. Because once you buy a house, you put down that lump sum, your mortgage payments are set for the duration until you pay off your mortgage completely. Mm-hmm. The house is full and paid for. Um, but if you're looking, because there are some people that are paying like $2,000 a month in rent. Mm. Some people are paying like $3,000 in rent. And those are people that live That's in the city, in those lofts and those penthouse buildings. They're paying $3,000, $4,000 in rent. Mm-mm. That can be someone's mortgage per that month. That could be somebody's mortgage. That's crazy. So if you look at someone that's paying $3,000 in rent or $2,000 in rent, 
And then you add into that their other expenses. They're paying more renting than they are if they own the property themselves. Are you happy you bought a house? Yes and no. (laughs) Yes, because it's mine. You know, I can do as I please. When I have my parties, my parties, can't nobody come and tell me Lower the music. It's too loud. No. Ooh, baby, because them this parties be This is my house, my property. I'm going to play my music how I want to play my music. Mm. And you know my parties be off the hook. Lit. So, you know, in that aspect, I, I love the fact that it's mine. The only thing with that, the drawback to being a homeowner is... The repairs. You gotta either become Mr. or Mrs. Home Improvement, Mr. Mrs. Fix It. You gotta keep on top of everything. Pipes break, you gotta fix the pipes. Immediately. Immediately. That means water goes off. You gotta you gotta do everything. Either that, either you learn to do it yourself or you're paying out your butt to get somebody to come and do it for you. Right. And nine times out of ten, when people come to you and they see that you're a young homeowner, they be like, oh, this person got money. They try to take you to the bank. They're going to milk you. Right. Yes, they will try and take you to the bank. So, um, like, for example, we need to get our roof fixed. We are going to buy all the supplies for the roof ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that when we get the person to fix the roof, they'll just be doing the labor. Right. Because they try to factor in, oh, you know, I'll give you an estimate. Let me come see. And then they look at the size of the house. And then they automatically, without even seeing the roof, oh, it's going to cost you X amount of dollars plus parts and labor. So if we buy the materials ourselves, then we only have to pay for the labor. And um, it's that. And then if you're a homeowner, if you have tenants, you have to be particular with your tenants. Not everybody is going to treat your home as if it's theirs. You know, it's a a headache. It is a headache having tenants. So my thing is, once this house is paid off, and we get us another house. It's going to be just us, single family. I'm not having no tenants. I'm I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. You know, um, I'd just rather be by myself than to have to deal with people. I'd be scary. <laughs> I don't know if I can have a house by myself. I'd be so damn scared. Alarm going to be going off. I'm going to be having panic attacks. That's why I got my cinnamon baby. Well, see, I can't have pets because me and my kids is allergic. So, mm. you know. But yeah, in the in the, in the beginning, before I got cinnamon, I was very um, nervous at night when you know Daddy went to work because every little sound I heard, I was jumping up, mm. I was moving, I was listening. I'm like, "What's that? What's that? What's that?" Mm-hmm. So I really was not sleeping well. But once I got her, I don't I was, see how because you always had me and Bree in the house. Well, that was beforehand, and like I said. Oh, before you got sent, yeah, right. yeah. Before I got sent, you guys are grown, grown, right. going on your own, you know. So, 
But now that I have her, I sleep just fine because she's my little detector. Any little sound go off, she's like, and I'm like, sometimes she wake me up. I'm like, what's going on? What's wrong? What's wrong? So, yeah. I know if somebody's trying to get in the house, she lets me know before they can even get in. Mm-hmm. She got those supersonic ears. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to get into our warm-up game. Now, usually I do truth or shot, but you my mama. I ain't about to, <laughs> I'm about to take it there with you. No. So we're going to play a game of would you rather. It's very simple. I'm going to ask you a question. You're going to tell me which one you would rather and elaborate on it. Okay. So the first question is, would you rather have all your debt paid off or $2 million? Mm, good question. Wow, I can't have both. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't have both. You got to choose. All my debt paid off or $2 million? Mm-hmm. I'd say all my debt paid off. And why? Once again, I'm a homeowner. I would want my house to be paid off completely. I'm still paying for my daughter's student loan. Yeah, the parent plus loan that I had to take out for you. <laughs> we ain't going to do that. We ain't going to do that this week. Okay, so uh, uh, that's part of my debt. I'm sorry. I love you. I'm sorry. So, um, I would rather have all my debt paid off. Mm-hmm. Um, so then this way I won't owe anybody anything. My house is mine flat out. Property taxes, everything, pay it up, everything. So that when I kick the bucket, my kids get the house. They can do with it what they want. Here. Okay. And, um, they, I, I leave something for my kids, my grandkids. Legacy, people. Legacy. Okay. Would you rather live in a good neighborhood far away from your job or a bad neighborhood that is close to your job? A good neighborhood far away from my job. And why? Because I don't have to worry about getting clunked in my damn head going back and forth. <laughs> I'd rather commute. That's fine. If I have to commute. Sis, bring your taser. That's what I do. (laughs) Girl, you know I got a taser. I got a taser. I got a couple of knives. I'm I'm well-rounded. This be locked and loaded. So if you try it, God bless you. Oh, yeah. You'll get it. All right. Would you rather date someone who loves you or date someone you love? Hmm. Someone that loves me. Ooh. And why? Because if you date someone that you love, does not necessarily mean that those feelings are reciprocated. So you'll be putting all your heart and effort and energy into someone that's not even studying you. They're not, you not even on their radar. Mm. So if you want to date somebody, date somebody that loves you. Because what if you don't love them? I was going to say because you set the boundaries and and the and the pavement there. So if 
this person said, oh, I love you so much. You know, I, I want to date you. I want to be with you. You have that option as to whether or not, okay, I'm going to date you and we're going to see where this go. Or you can say, you know, unfortunately, you know, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate the love, but I don't have those type of feelings for you in that way. I have love for you, mm. but I'm not in love with you. There's a difference. Mm, yeah. You can love someone, but not be in love with them. Mm, she's dropping gems. All right. Would you rather not see your kids or hear from your kids for two years or have them live with you for two years? Oh, good God, girl. That's a loaded question. <laughs> That's a tough one. I know. <laughs> you lucky it wasn't truth or shot because you probably would have taken I'd be shot. drinking my <laughs> ass up right now. <laughs> oh, um, not see my kids for two years. With no contact. With no, no contact at all. No contact. Or have them live with me. Yes, for two years. For two years. Mm-hmm. Um... Bruna, I hope you listen and make sure you stay in tune to her answer. That's a very loaded question, and I'm kind of on the fence about it. Um, what? I am. So you would be okay with not I hearing am. from us for two years? No, 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 yeah. no. I guess Tell I. Me how it, you really no, no, no. I guess I would have to go with you guys living with me for two years. And the reason why I say I'm on the fence with that is because we come as a y'all package come deal. with package, y'all come with drama, and I'm at a point in my life I'm trying to live a very drama free wow, life. Wow, come with drama. Wow. Um, and um, how you really feel? Yeah, you got them little rugrats, some little crumb snatches that want to talk back, and uh, no, no. Mama said I done raised my kids already. Yes, yes, y'all are grown. <laughs> y'all on your own. I'm tra- that's right. In my birthday suit, <laughs> just as naked as a blue jay the day that I was born. Mm-hmm. I'm in tears, yeah, Damn. yeah. I, I, I need my privacy, but I love my children, and I would miss you guys. Dearly, if I had to go without seeing y'all and being in contact with you guys for two years. So I would have to suck it up and take the baggage and the drama and the headache and the little badass regrets of mine. Even though I would whip them into shape because, you know, I don't deal with no rude kids. I beat ass real quick. Grandma but boot um, camp. Yeah. Mm-mm. I, mm-mm. I whip ass real quick. So... But yet, I'd have to take my kids and the baggage and the drama and deal with it for two years. Ooh, okay. And the last question, would you rather your kids always speak their mind or would you rather them stay quiet or lie? I'd rather you speak your mind. Even from the young to the old? Yes. And I say that because... You don't you don't want to you don't want your child, your children to grow up and become submissive because they're always holding back on what they really feel or what they, you know, 
they can't ex- feel it. They can't express themselves to you that because to be they're going to always get some, some feedback. Um, I'd rather you tell me the truth than to lie to me. So if it was something that you felt that you was going to get your ass tore up about, I'd rather you tell me the truth mm-hmm. and then we can figure out an alternative form of punishment rather than you lie to me. And then I find out later that you lied to me. Oh, you really going to get it. Because now time. you lied to me. Let me give you a quick story time. So when I was younger, right? Back in the days, they used to have this letter called the Endanger of Feeling Letter. <clears throat> and I had this one teacher that she was just riding my ass. Like she did not like me for nothing. My, eventually, my mom came to school and had to check out. But this was prior to my mom, me opening up and telling my mother exactly what was going on. So I got the Endanger of Feeling Letter. I came home. I was going to give it to her, but I was so used to always having pretty good grades that I didn't want to disappoint her. So I forged a damn letter. Yo using, ass going to jail. I forged a letter using one of my old tests that my mother had signed. She swore up and down that that was not her signature. Mind you, it was her signature because I copied it off of a test that she signed. So I knew it was her signature. No, but the way it was signed, it was off. It was off. My curvatures, everything, it was off. Yes, it was my signature. It looked authentic for someone that looked at it. But when I looked at it, I knew I didn't sign that. Long story short, I thought I lost the damn paper. Come to find out my mom found it months later. I say like maybe two months later on the damn kitchen table under a pile of freaking mail. The Mm -hmm. signed paper under a pile of mail. She asked me about it, and of course, I lied because I was afraid. Like, I'm used to getting a certain... I'm used to my grades being a certain way. I ain't want to tell her that the teacher was riding me because she didn't like me. And, of course, like I said, eventually it came out. I told my mother, and my mother went to the school and checked her on it. But, yeah, I got my ass whooped. Ass whooping. Old school style. Straight out the shower with a Vaseline belt. She whooped my ass so bad, y'all. She yeah, let your ass, ass so sit in that bad. tub until you was wrinkled like a prune and got out. Yo, the way she bust, yo, the way she bust through the door. Yo, yeah, I just, yo, this lady bust through the damn door. I swear I was off the hook, bro. I swear I was off the hook. And then she she just let me go take my shower, get ready for that. Like everything was normal, but mm-hmm. the way she busted my door after it was like she was standing outside the door waiting for the shower water to turn off. I yeah. swear, because as soon as I tried to step one foot out the tub, sis kicked that door in, and it was game time. She whooped my ass so bad, y'all. Your ass was looking like a deer caught in headlights. I sure the hell was. I remember it to this day. I ain't playing no games. What about the, the clogs that you wore to school that I told you not to wear to school? Oh, that time I almost broke my ankle? We ain't yeah. about to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doctor said I was this close to tearing a ligament in my ankle because After I wanted to be I told grown. you, don't wear them things to school. Blame your sister. Not, she the one that gave them to I'm me. Not, regardless, I told, I told you not to wear them to school. You left the house with your sneakers on. But had the clogs in your book bag. I sure did. Figured you was going to go to school and walk around in these high heels all day long. Mm-hmm. 
Knowing your ass is clumsy as fuck. Boy. And uh, nearly broke your ankle. Nearly broke my ankle. Damn shame. Walking around crutches and all. Still got that ass whooped though. Mm-hmm. What was I your lesson learned there? Not to do nothing that my mama said don't do. <laughs> Period. My mama said don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yo, my ankle was so swollen. They had to cut the shoe off my ankle. <laughs> that is crazy. The life that I had. Mm-hmm. I Your foot dead. swole up like a watermelon. That's yeah. That it hurt so bad. I could not walk. One of my friends gave me a piggyback ride back to school. But we was in after school. I was supposed to be in after school and yep. go pick up um Brianna right after after school. You right, y'all. Yep. Ooh, and baby. I come to get you when you sitting outside the school. School is locked, closed, teachers gone, everything. Nothing. They wouldn't even let me call my mama. They would not let me step foot inside the building. Nope, because they was like, it didn't happen on our property. They didn't want to get sued. Mm-mm. That's crazy. That was crazy. So, yes, I would rather you tell the truth mm-hmm. um, as opposed to lie. Because we can always work around it and come to some sort of um, agreement on what's going on. And and the majority of the time, if you tell the truth, it's it's easier to tell the truth than to lie. Because you have to, when you lie, you have to remember your lie. You have to remember who you told the lie to, Mm, what form you told the lie in, Mm -hmm. so on and so forth. You have some people... Who are habitual liars and they lie so much that they think that what they're saying is actually true. In their mind, they're telling you the truth, Mm -hmm. but it's nothing but straight up lies and deceit. Mielda. Si, mucho mielda. (laughs) So, mom, Mm -hmm. when it came to having a kid, what... Do you remember what was going through your mind when you found out you was pregnant? Oh. Like, was you afraid? Like, did you plan for it? Do you remember? I know you're a little on the old side. No, I remember. Um, Is it a touchy subject? Yes. All right, you want to use when you was pregnant with me? Yes. All right, you can use me as an example. I mean, the only reason why I say that is because um, my first daughter, Mm -hmm. she would have been older than you. She would have been 32 Mm. this year. She would have been 32. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, she would have been 32... Somewhere between September and now. Oh, so you just like having uh, babies when it's hot. (laughs) Start getting Um, a little warm and you get a little um, hot in the crotch. um, I get it from my mom. But I miscarried with her. So, um, but uh, either way, with her, um, I knew. Right away. Oh, me too. With I knew right away. away. I knew. I was afraid when it happened, where it happened. Yes, me too. Um, so how it happened? I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't nervous or scared. 
I was more, I was more nervous to tell my mom. And mind you, I was grown. I wasn't living at home. I had my own place, but I was still scared to tell her. Why? I just was. I just was. I mean, it's not like that would have been her first grandchild. I mean, she had other grandkids, so I don't know why you would have been scared. I just was. That's crazy. I just was. Um, Out of everybody, you was the last person that I was afraid to tell. I felt like when I found out I was pregnant with Cece, although it scared the hell out of me because... Granted, I felt like I knew, but I was in denial. And when I finally found out, like, for sure that I was pregnant, I was just so devastated. Because it was like, why now? Like, I was at a rough point in life. I had just left your house. Like, I was just like, why now, bro? Like, why now? But I I, I wasn't afraid to tell you. Mm-hmm. I felt very comfortable telling you. Mm-hmm. It was everybody else that I was afraid of. I was afraid of being judged with everything that was going on at the time. Like, mm-hmm. oh, now you you pregnant? Like around that time, me and me and my sister, like we was pregnant at the same time. Three so, months apart, right? We was only what like two months apart. Three, three, three months apart. Like I was, I was like, yo, everybody gonna judge me. They gonna be looking at me like, well, what the hell? Your sister's pregnant, and now you pregnant? Like that was the only thing I was afraid of. Mm-hmm. I wasn't afraid to tell you though. Yeah, no, I'm. I just with 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 her. I was very. I was. I was nervous. I was. I was nervous to tell Grandma, but I wasn't nervous about being pregnant. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was only until I started having difficulties Mm -hmm. that I got a little nervous and anxious. Um, But then when I was pregnant with you, I was nervous from the jump. That's how I was with this one. I was nervous from the jump, and um, I um, I didn't want to tell anybody. Nobody. Yeah, I didn't want to tell. That's how I felt about the twins. I didn't want to tell anybody, and um, with you, I knew right away as well, and I took my pregnancy test at work. Oh, with one of my with one of my 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 girlfriends that I was working with at the time, I told her I said I think I am, you know, um, I just haven't been feeling right. I've been off, so one I think I am female body. We be knowing, and um, that's something. I went to Dwayne Reed. I got a test. I came back, and I went in the bathroom and I took the test, and it was positive immediately. I was like, oh my gosh. And she was like, so what you going to do? I was like, I don't know. I said, I, I don't know. I, I said, don't like I'm, that what you going to do I'm scared question. because um, my past history with having difficulty. So I automatically, I, that's my thing. My, that's, my anxiety kicked in. So I was scared. So she was like, well, what are you going to do? I was like, I don't know. I, I, this is a surprise, but... I, you know, I know my body, so I knew something was off. Mm-hmm. But um, later on that day, when I got home, I took another one, and that one turned instantly as well. So I was like, oh, oh well, it is what it is. You know, um, I said, but no matter what, I'm going to keep my kid. You know, if he's there for it, he's there for it. If he's not, my mama baby. so be it. 
you know, this is my child, Purr. my decision, my body. And that's on her. And, you know, that decision was mine to make, you know, and that's that. But I was, other than him, I was afraid to tell everyone because I didn't want to jinx it. Mm, yeah. Because the, because of my first pregnancy, I was so excited. I told everybody. I was like, yes, yes, yes. And then I miscarried two weeks before Mother's Day. Mm. And to to go into the hospital with something around Mother's Day, and then to come home oh, for Mother's Day without something, I was devastated. Yeah. And after that, I was afraid of getting pregnant. At all. At all. Yes. I didn't Yo, want, guys do not be understanding the I didn't want fear to that we be nothing. having when I, it comes to that. Mm-mm, mm-mm, they don't, don't understand because it's like when you've experienced the loss of something that's growing in your body and then to have to eventually go through it again, go through feeling something growing in your body and now you're on pins and needles about everything from yeah. what you eat, what you drink, how you sleep. Your day-to-day in general is just, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And I was in a basically high-risk category. So even though I did everything I was supposed to do, I mm-hmm. ate properly, I I slept regularly, I got you know the appropriate amount of work, uh, rest, mm-hmm. I didn't um, overstress myself, I still started having complications and difficulties. When I got into my second trimester, mm. I had to be put on bed rest like three times with you That's throughout crazy. my, you know, my entire pre- my entire pregnancy, and I had to basically go and be monitored. In the beginning, it was like twice a month, mm. and then as it got later into the pregnancy, I had to go once a week. And be monitored. That's how high risk I was. Oh, that's how it started getting with the so, twins towards the end. I I, I hated that. Oh, baby, yeah. I hated that. The twins was an easy pregnancy for the most part. Like, they allowed me to eat. Unlike Sienna, I couldn't eat a goddamn thing. But with the twins, they allowed me to eat. It was just towards the end. It started to become too much. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, it's it's... Having children is, you have to be strong to have kids. Mm, you say have to, that. You have to say that. have a lot of patience. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't be selfish. <laughs> you, you can't be selfish. You, you have to, if you decide to have a kid, you know, that child isn't innocent. So that child looks up to you for everything. everything. Yes. So you can't sit here and be worried about me, 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 me mm-hmm. when you have a little one running around behind you. Talk about mommy, mommy, mommy. Mm-hmm. You know, not everybody is cut out to be world's a, greatest you know, mom. To be a parent. I mean, there's no handbook on how to be the perfect parent. You learn as you go. You know, and each child is different. So, you know. When you have children, yes, people are going to always say, oh, well, you should do this and you should do that because I did this and I did that. And they turned out this way. They turned out that way. Different strokes for different folks. Children are, you're dealing with a different personality. You will not have any two children that are exactly the same. Period. So 
you know, it's, it's a, it's a working process. You have to learn your child. You have to learn yourself. You have to learn a whole lot of different things as you go along. What do you feel is one of the toughest moments you've faced while raising us? Hmm. The toughest moments mm-hmm. I faced while raising you guys. Um, I want to say when you guys got into like your preteens, early teens. Why is um, that? Hormones come into play. Attitudes start changing, Ooh, body baby. starts developing, you think your shit don't stink, you know everything. I so, feel like she's throwing shots. Um, <laughs> no. You throwing shots, love. I'm not throwing shots. I'm not throwing, throwing shots because you know I went through my stuff with you and you damn know well I went through stuff with your sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, her little moments. Yeah. So, you know, and things that I went through with you guys, I, as a parent, sat back and I cried because I'm like, well, what did I do wrong to make this happen? Or what did I say wrong for this, you know, for her to react this way or for her to react that way? Mm -hmm. You know, I started self-analyzing myself because I'm like, okay, could I've done something differently, you know, but I'm dealing with two girls Mm -hmm. that are going through puberty you know, their bodies are going through changes mm-hmm. and then trying to keep an open line of communication with you guys because unfortunately peer pressure is a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And when when you're a teenager and you're coming up, you you know, you guys had some friends that weren't raised by their parents. Mm-hmm. You they guys had friends that were... <laughs> Either raised by grandparents that were too old to really, they, the grandparents were too old to really do much with them. Yeah. So they did whatever the hell they wanted to do. Or, as you said, they was raised by the streets. Their parents were crackheads or whatever. So them kids was out there doing their own thing. They raised were trying to survive and raise themselves yeah. and stealing from Peter to pay Paul or whatever they were doing to get by on a day-to-day basis. And I was trying to shield you guys from that because you guys were not raised that way. Do you feel like you shielded us too much or do you feel like you let us, you know, find our bearings? Um, hmm. Did I shield y'all too much? I feel like at one point you did shield In us In the too beginning, much. I would say, yes, I did. Um, but yes. then... She I had to <laughs> kind of cut the umbilical a little and let you guys get out there. I tried to shield Brianna a little more mm. um, because she was the baby. Mm-hmm. And you know for a fact that I would always tell you, she don't have to go with you everywhere you go. She's mm-hmm. not privy to do everything you do. There is a four-year, well, three-and-a-half-year age, age difference. difference. Yeah. I'm learning that now. So there's a three and a half year age difference. So she didn't have to see everything you did. She didn't have to hang around your friend. She could stay home. It's okay. Yeah. You know, I was, I was worried about my girls. I didn't want you guys out there in the streets all hours of the night. So yes, y'all had y'all curfews. Dying and batting. You know, y'all had y'all curfews, you know, and 
I just, it was just like some of your friends were like out there, out there. Mm. So I didn't want y'all to be a statistic Mm -hmm. being out there, out there, you know? So yes, I think I did shield you guys a little too much, but I felt that I instilled certain morals and values in you guys so that you know when you do go out there you know how to handle yourself handle yourself be respectful of yourself mm-hmm. you know and you know how to carry yourself and maintain mm-hmm. that, that I can agree with that and the reason why I felt like you showed us a little too much because I didn't, it's certain stuff that I really didn't start hearing about or understanding until I got like in high school. But the one thing I can say that I appreciate the most was when you and daddy gave me that book on female anatomy and basically that broke down from our body parts to having sex to getting pregnant. Like I read that and any questions that I had afterwards, I asked you. So when I did go into high school, I felt somewhat prepared because it was like, you know, you got to deal with the male hormones and crap like that. Mm -hmm. Like, I wasn't playing no games, boo. You ain't about to try and slide the panties to the side. Like, I was was knowledgeable in that aspect. Mm -hmm. So I do thank you on that one. Mm -hmm. And that was another reason why... Um, you know, I used to, you know, me and daddy used to always have those conversations with you guys about boys and mm-hmm. sex and things like that. And, and he told touching. you guys, yeah. like, you know, don't let, you know, if, if somebody's touching you a certain way and you feel uncomfortable, whether mm-hmm. it's a family member or a close friend of the family, whatever, mm-hmm. it's inappropriate. It makes you uncomfortable. You come and you tell us. I think it's so important. You know, you come and you tell, don't, don't let that, 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 that person be like, um, you know, don't tell. It's a secret. Da da da. You know, because that happens too much. That happens too much in a lot of families, where you know, it, it's usually someone that's in the family or a close friend of the family. Mm-hmm. So I, that's why we used to always have that conversation with you guys. To, to let you know, these things do happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you may you may go to your... your and that's another reason why... You ain't like... I didn't like y'all sleepovers having sleepovers. Yes. You want, y'all want to have a sleepover? Sure, they can come over here and sleep over. But you know what? I need to meet their mother. Yep. I need to meet their father. They need to know who I am. Mm-hmm. They need to know that their children are safe in my house. Mm-hmm. I'm going to treat your child just like I treat my own. I'm not going to mm-hmm. let your child run amok and go all crazy mm-hmm. or, or think they're going to say, Oh, well, I'm staying over Brittany's house while they... Two miles away with a boy somewhere. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Not on my watch. Yes, that I can say I appreciate too. Because it definitely helped me when my friends was out there lying and scheming. But it didn't help me in the friend aspect. Because then their mamas would call my mama looking for them. And my mother was, wasn't finna lie for nobody. Mm-mm. And she wasn't about to have me lying either. Nope. So that I, I definitely appreciate. Because now I see... How that plays out with my own kids and shoot, I'm I'm real funny about CC being a, like going anywhere with anybody. Like the one thing people call me is a helicopter parent because I don't care. I'm gonna call you a million and one times to check on my kids. Period. Yep. I don't care how annoyed you get with it. And everybody look at me funny when I be like, oh, Sienna needs a phone. Like, no, she needs a phone because I'm going to keep calling her a million and one times 
I'm going to check on her. I'm going to see what she's doing. I'm going to see if her and her siblings are okay. I'd rather harass my child's line than harass the adult's line. They probably won't get over me and never want to watch my kid again. Mm-hmm. And I've been told that several times. Like, um, family has told me. Her babysitters have told me. Like, if you don't want her, if you want to keep calling, then don't send her. And it's like, you know, I don't want it to feel like I'm being overbearing, but I want to know what's going on with my child. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be left out in the dust. I want to know what's going on with my child. Mm-hmm. So sorry if you feel like I'm calling too much. I mean, I think I've gotten better over the years, but yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't play that. Mm-mm. Yeah, so that's why I kind of like stayed on top of you guys and and why you guys had a curfew and why I would sit down and try and have conversations with you guys to let you know you could talk to me about anything. No mm. judgment. I'm I'm asking because I want to know. And if yeah. you have questions that you want answers to, I'd rather you get those answers from me than to get the wrong answers from somebody in school that's out there doing everything under the sun mm-hmm. and they just tell you because they don't know no damn better. You know what I like that you and daddy did for us? Um, I like that y'all allowed us to explore different stuff within the home. Like mm-hmm. when it came to learning how to drink appropriately and granted y'all let us have our, our moments as we got older to experience what a hangover is, what it feels like to get pissy <laughs> drunk, what it feels like to get alcohol poisoning. Cause listen, I done had some days. You sure did girl. I had some days, but I am grateful that y'all did that because now when I have, now when my kids get older, I'm going to, I feel like that's one thing I'm going to do with them. Like, Look, if you wanna practice, if you wanna try smoking a little twigs, smoke it with me first. Cause I don't want you to go out and smoke it with one of your friends and then they lace your shit and you run them down the street naked looking like smoking. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. So I think as as far as my kids, when they get older, that's definitely one thing that I will do with them. Like, mm-hmm. you wanna experience this? Here. I'm gonna try it with you. And what you're going to do is we're going to experience this together. So when you do step out on your own, you know how to handle yourself accordingly. Mm -hmm. And as far as the drinking goes, I was really concerned because you were going away to school. Mm -hmm. You know, and I know about the college and the college campus and the parties and all of that. So I wanted you to be able Mm -hmm. to know what your limit was and you out of the party or something like that and you have a drink and you sit it down to go to the bathroom don't come don't back come and back pick and that drink. drink up and oh you know how you, many you, females either I you finish that, that drink before you go to the bathroom mm-hmm. or you come back and it's still there you dump it out and you get you a fresh drink yes you know how many females i've sat and watched do that and i just be looking like girl Anybody could have slipped a Mickey in your drink mm-hmm. and you would not mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. That is so dangerous. But a lot of females need to teach their young daughters about that. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you are not putting your drink down. You don't know who. you. It could be somebody you feel like you know oh so well. And mm-hmm. it could be just that moment that they've been waiting for to catch you slipping. Like, no. Perfect example. That, that child... What was it, like two, three years ago? Oh, the the, the, the one in the hotel In the party. hotel, yes. yes. Her friends did that to her. And the, they, they weren't even her friends. No. I can't even say they were her friends. They were jealous of her mm-hmm. and her accomplishments. Mm-hmm. And they felt some type of way. And they did that. They set that girl up. They got her nice and drunk. And, and the girl didn't so drink. Sad. The thing was, she wasn't even a drinker. She wasn't even a drinker like that. She would do 
a little funny drugs from time to time, but she was not a drinker like that. And it's so sad that to this day they have not solved her murder. That is so damn sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would really hate for that to be one of my kids. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't know how to even bounce back from that. Like that, yeah, yeah. Mm-mm. Um, let me see. So, Ma, what is one of your greatest accomplishments? Um, from raising us. One of my greatest, I feel, mm-hmm. greatest accomplishments is the fact that um, you're both pretty much self-sufficient. Um, you handle your stuff. You do what you're supposed to do. And you neither of you have ever been locked up in jail or had to do any jail time, anything like that. You guys stayed on the good side of the law. That I feel that's one of my greatest accomplishments. That's a good one. I, I thought it was going to be something cheesy, <laughs> like being good moms. <laughs> well, you guys are good moms. We are. I mean, we have our own way of doing things. Right. I mean, and once again, that's the whole thing about learning yourself, learning your children, growing. It's an experience that Mm -hmm. you go through as a parent. There's no handbook or guide on how to be the perfect parent. It's a learning and a work in process on a day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm. That is all facts, I guess. I can definitely concur on that one. Um, what if you could go back in time? What is one thing that you would have liked to change as far as parenting us? One thing I would have liked to have changed as yes. far as parenting you guys. Mm-hmm. Um. I would have liked to changed um, once again. Brianna hanging out with you. Why I was not the bad influence. No, 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 no. I'm not saying you were a bad influence. I'm not saying you were a bad influence. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying I would have liked, even though. And, 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 and let me just say this. The reason why I was that way with you guys, where I was like, Brittany, no, you don't have to take her everywhere you go. She does not have to be privy to everything that you do and, and be with you and your friends. Because when I was growing up, I basically was forced to go with my older sister. Mm. And she didn't want to take me places with her and things like that. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't a happy experience for me. Mm -hmm. So as a parent, I said, I'm not going to do that to my children. I'm not going to force them to do anything. You know, now my younger sister, that she'll tell everybody I'm, she's, I'm, she's my first baby. That's right. Brianna, my first baby. Cause I took her with me. She tell everybody I'm her first baby. Cause I, when I say I took care of her, I took care of her. Mm Mm-hmm. Even to this day, she's a grown woman, married, family of her own. She was still, she needs something, she'll call me. That's, you know, that's crazy because that's how it is with me and Brie. And people love to say that I spoil her. 
And it's like, it's not that I spoil her, but that's my first baby. Like, when my mom is at home working, I had to try and learn how to fix little stuff in between mm-hmm. to make sure that it held us over while mm-hmm. my mother was at work. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like in a way I had to grow up and be the responsible one, even when I did not want to be the responsible one. Mm-hmm. Um, I have another question. How do you feel about... um? Wait. Giving your child responsibilities. Wait, what and happened? let me backtrack on that once more. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing with that was um, I would have tried to, to I, I don't know. I didn't want y'all to have kids as young as y'all had kids. You I mean, not I that, not young? that, not. I was 22. Well, to me, yeah, because I'm a young grandma. Girl, bye. I'm a young grandma. <laughs> I didn't want to be a young grandma. I, wa- I wanted to be that grandma that, you know, if you need a babysitter, I'm home. I'm not doing nothing. Bring him here. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel bad because there are times that, you know, you guys need help in that area. And I can't do it because I'm at work. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say I've, that's I, if I could have changed anything, I would have tried to change that to see if you guys could push it off for a few more years. I tried, Mama. I tried. I was trying. I know to you were. You was in your twenties. You you did good. I'm I'm not saying. I, I just I just wanted to be like a big mom, big mama, grandma. You know, mm. I mean, you, like you, you go, still kind of like go that. to big mama's house for Sunday dinners type of grandma. Oh, yeah. yeah. You understand what I'm saying? That's kind of how we was. Well, we was kind of like that with grandma, like, for holidays and stuff. Mm-hmm. And when we was younger, we was, like, always over there having sleepovers and stuff. So, mm-hmm. I, can, I can definitely understand that Because one. she was re- she was retired. Right. So, she could do that. hmm You know, so. And it, she was retired at a fairly young age because of her heart condition. Mm. So, that's why she was able to do that. Mm-hmm. She was in her, her I want to say her late 50s, early 60s. So Baby, because I was telling people my grandmother was 55 for years. The yeah. whole time, my grandmother, the whole, she done aged the whole 10 years. Yeah, because she, she was in her. my grandmother 55. Yeah, she was in her late 50s. So, and, and like I said, she was retired mm-hmm. because of her, because of health issues. Mm-hmm. So she could do that, you know. I, on the other hand, I don't have that privilege. So I can't, like I said, there are times that you guys may need, you know, oh, the kids need to be picked up from school, such and such. I can't do it because I don't get off work in time to go and get them before daycare closes, stuff like that. What was the question I had asked? Oh, dang. I'm sorry. Oh, well, I'm going to move on to a different question. What is one of your happiest memories of having us as your kids? And don't tell me giving birth to your grandkids because... 
Oh, that was a happy memory because I said I seen all my babies born, and that just warmed my heart to you see all my babies born. Because that is nasty. That is not something. Them are my I babies. See. I don't care. I saw it one time. I'm good. Don't ask me to be in the delivery room. No, baby, I'm going faint. No, I, I, I don't care. I mm-hmm. so I, that was a joy to me to see all my babies born. That's mm-hmm. fine. I would say. The holidays. You need to update Bixby voice. What? I would say the holidays, um, Christmas time. Okay. That Which that's Christmas. Just all the Christmases because I enjoyed like decorating the house. You know, you know, putting you guys into your pajamas. Everybody having their matching pajamas, and you guys leaving out the milk and cookies for Santa. So the the Christmas holiday time that's the I would say like the most joyous time because it was it was just us. Mm-hmm. How important do you think it is to instill traditions within your family? Um, I think it's really important to instill traditions. Um. Because it, it shows like a little lineage mm-hmm. to your children. Because mm-hmm. so many things, you have so many families that can't stand each other, can't stand to be around each other. Like the only time you see them is at a funeral, you know. Right. So family is supposed to be about love and happiness and joy. You know, if you can't. Love your family and enjoy being with your family. Then who are you going to enjoy being with? That's true. You know, because you have friends. Yes, it's okay. You have friends, but your friends end up getting lives. Mm-hmm. Your friends end up moving, moving on. on, moving to different states and things like that. Yeah. And you're not readily close to them. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have your friends then, and, and you, you're not close with your family, then who do you have? You know, so if you if you build traditions in your family, then you know you. For example, look at grandma and grandpa. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember that Mother's Day? Well, were you when, when you was when you was pregnant? We had the whole Mother's Day thing. Yeah. That next year we were all together for Mother's Day. Unfortunately, you had to work, but you ended up coming over. Because you was having the whole Braxton Hicks situation. And I ended up in the hospital that day, too. Right. For Mother's Day. Yeah. Thank you, Siana. And Mm. then that following year, when we had our whole Mother's Day brunch and everything, who was in the pictures? The kids. Yeah. So with that, Grandma was happy because she had three generations there. Mm -hmm. You know, it was her. It was her daughter's. It was her daughter's daughter. Actually, it was four. Her daughter's daughters, and then her, her you, you know, her so you her great yeah. grands. So she said her daughters, her grands, her great grands, plus herself. That was four generations right there. Yeah, that was dope. It is dope that she still has that. Yeah, yeah. And you I'm know, happy so, she gets to experience that. Yeah. Not many people can experience it. So yeah. Yeah, so it's just things like that. Sorry about the sirens, y'all. I'm pretty sure y'all hear them sirens. Yeah, we got the door cracked. Getting some air in here. It's hot. Yeah. Sorry. Um, 
And for the last question, well, for the last thing, I don't want to say it's a question, for the last thing. What is, what do you feel is, no, I'm not going to say what do you feel is. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm a little fumbled. My mouth was jumbled. What, if you could give any advice, what is one of the biggest jewels that you would like to drop? Like, what is the biggest, most important advice you would give somebody that's either looking to have kids or already has kids and is trying to work through it? Be patient. Ma, but you're not patient. You have nah, to, no. Stop you have to be patient. You have to have understanding. You have to have empathy because... Dealing with children, it's a lot. It's mm-hmm. a it's a full time job, and you know if you're a parent that's working, you you working a full time job. Mm-hmm. So your job is not done at the end of the nine to five. You come home, you still got another job to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you may come home, you may be tired, you may not want to be bothered, but you have to push through. You have to persevere and get through it. You know, so you have to always always be on your grind. Mm-hmm. For yourself and for your children, because most of the time as parents, we want to give our children or do better for our children than what was done for us. Mm-hmm. But I don't, my know. thing is don't overcompensate because you no. have a lot of parents that are out there no. that feel like they can't need to be laced up in Louis and Gucci. No, no. And it's like, and that child will be a selfish child and they won't, they won't, right. they be selfish. They won't they appreciate anything together. Like. Yeah, they won't appreciate anything. They feel that they, that it's privileged that because they say, I want it, they have to have it and they're supposed to get it. Mm-hmm. And those are the kids that the minute you, they're told no, there's like, what, what do you mean no? Mm-hmm. So those are the ones that end up being out there robbing and stealing and, and doing everything and running scams and all of this to get what they want because they've been grown up to, to, to live this certain lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But now you're at that age that... That lifestyle costs big bucks. Mm-hmm. You you walking around being a name brand whore, you know, but you ain't got name brand whore money. Broke it. So, you know, you have to instill morals oh, in the kids. Broke. You have to be patient with your kids. You have to be understanding with your kids. And patience, patience, patience. I say that. Because kids will try your last nerve. <laughs> Sometimes you look at them and you be like, and you say it all the time, I fight people's kids. Yo, that is and that's why I, I say I, I can't deal with unruly children. Don't ask me to watch your child if your child don't have no home training. I don't know why Bixby keep picking up. You need to put Bixby on the floor. (laughs) Or in your purse. But um, that's why I say I I can't watch somebody's child that is unruly. And you have some people, oh, I don't want nobody spanking my child. Well, you know what? You better tell Junior that when you go over here and she say do X, Y, and Z, you better do X, Y, and Z. Because your hands will get popped. Mm -hmm. I remember... Your godson, when he was little, came to the house, saw that candy on the table, wanted that candy, wanted that candy. His mother told him no. Mm-hmm. Wanted that candy because she told him no and he wanted it. He went and he took the candy anyway. 
Mm-hmm. I see him sucking away on the candy. What are you doing? I wanted a piece of candy. Did you ask? Yes. You didn't ask me. I asked my mom. And what did she say? She said, no. I said, so why do you have the candy in your mouth? Because I wanted it. I said, spit it out. Yeah. Spit it out right now. Mm-hmm. And then go sit your ass down. And what he do? Spit he spit that out. candy out and Man, sat his hurt. ass down and was sitting there pouting all night long. That's mm-hmm. all right. You're not going to do what you want to do in my house. You're going to follow the house rules. Mm-hmm. If I say no and your mother say no, no is no. That's one thing. I do not like watching unruly kids. Like, don't send your child to me if you don't want to get your, if your child, if you, if I can't yell at your child or discipline your child, I'm not saying I'm going to put hands on your child because I don't like nobody beating on my kids unless you're my mother or my sister or one of my siblings. I'm not even going to say my sister, one of my siblings. Like, other than that, don't put your hands on my child. I'll discipline my child when it comes to that part. But if I can't, Tell your child to go stand his ass in the corner because they want to be disrespectful. Your baby don't need to come over to my house. Nope. Period. <laughs> Y'all grew up on timeout. Y'all knew what that I was. I used to talk to myself in the corner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh-uh. Don't stand no, dis- no disrespectful child over here. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Yeah, but patience is the biggest, biggest thing. You have to have patience and you have to have understanding. All facts. All facts. Thank you so much, Mommy. You're welcome, baby. I greatly appreciate you for dropping some gems, and hopefully I will have you back. Um, And I just love you. I Aww, love you, and thank I appreciate you, baby. you. And I, I love, love that you, too. you support me through whatever. Even if you don't agree with it, you still support me. My mom is my backbone. Can't nobody tell me nothing. And it's crazy because when I was younger... Me and her used to go head to head for damn near everything. But as I got older, I realized the only person I can truly depend on is my mother. So I really want to tell you thank you and let you know that I truly appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. Oh, you're welcome, baby. Thank you. You're trying to make me get all misty eyed. <laughs> no, I don't want you to get misty eyed. <laughs> but thank you guys for tuning in. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I will catch you next week on another episode of Swerve Into The Lane. Swerve Into That Lane. Yes, baby.